Welcome to Blown Coverage Week 14. My name is Aaron. And I'm Ricky. And this is our take one on this season's, <laughs> this week's NFL games. That's a load of shit. Um, yeah, yeah, no, take one was rough, so this is take two. Um, go ahead and start with NFC North like we usually do. Talk about our Michigan boys, the Detroit Lions. Uh, they fought at Green Bay, um, 31 to 24, as expected. You know, that's, that's what we saw coming. Uh, Rodgers had a good game, as, as per usual this season. Um, Stafford had a fine game you know nothing. yeah i mean uh, okay when when it comes to stafford he he ends up getting hurt late in the game and i i'm gonna bring this up because i know if if ben were here he would have and he would have complained longer than we would have wanted but if if the refs would have called up one play differently I mean, was it a catch? Was it not a catch? I, I'm not an official. I'm a, more of a Lions fan, so I'm going to say, that, yes, we we should have the ball on the one or two-yard line mm-hmm. with a handful of minutes left, not not much time on the clock. Um, the very next play, Stafford ends up getting hit hard, gets hurt, out for the rest of the game. And, I mean, the Lions fans are all thinking, okay, if this one play goes differently, our, our starting quarterback's not hurt, and we are one play away from being within a score. Sure. Um, the thing is, though, um, and because you brought it up. I, I had to. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, that's essentially been the story of every Lions team I've ever known. Absolutely. You know, every game off this one play, you know, if something was called here, something wasn't called there. And you know, at the end of the day, those, you know, those couple calls can definitely cost a game. It's, but it's, it's not, not going to, it's not going to cost a season. Yeah, for no. sure. It's, you know, it's a, uh, yeah, even if, even within that cool, then we're within one, it's still the Lions. And it's, yeah. I mean, and when, when we're, when we're looking at this Packers team and this Lions team, the, the Packers have been dominant when it comes to scoring. Mm-hmm. They have nine games this season where they've scored 30 or more points. And in those nine games, they have also had zero giveaways, which is unbelievable to think about. And at the right. same time, you have the Lions who have trailed by 10 or more points in eight different games this season. And when you put those two together, there's, there's no way to come back. Yeah. I mean, you're you're fighting with fire trying to even get within a score. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and Detroit's schedule is not getting any easier next week. They're going up against Tennessee. Um, I know last week you said that they there's a chance they could have squeaked something out against Tennessee. Uh, without Stafford, that's almost definitely not happening. Um, no. Chase Daniel's not going to be the guy to lead the Lions against the Tennessee Titans. If by some miracle that Stafford is somehow 100%, it's going to be a good mm-hmm. game, but I, I don't see them playing him at this point. You might as well let him rest and get to a hundred percent because yeah. it, it's not worth it. Yeah. Your, your season's not going anywhere. You're five and eight. For and sure. It, For sure. Uh, Chicago 36, Houston seven. Um, Chicago looked good. You they know. did. Bears defense. I uh, had seven sacks, which, uh, doesn't help. It doesn't help. But we'll we'll get to a great sack later. Um, uh, that that was the most sacks they've had since Week Eleven in two thousand five against the Panthers. Yeah, and uh, not much has changed for the Panthers, huh? That's, that's nope. Too much. Trubisky, Trubisky had a pretty solid game. Um, yeah, three TDs. Yep, which I think uh, 
I know we talk about Trubisky um, often. You know, this is this is one of uh, three games he's played in this year where he hasn't had an interception or a fumble. Um, and only two of those games has he actually ever done anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the game three was back in our game two. I should say was back in the weekend against New Orleans where he had a couple of rushing yards. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is uh It's been a, it's been a sloppy, sloppy quarterback situation for the Bears. Yeah, I I think what helps is Montgomery had a great game. He had mm-hmm. 113 yards and he had a touchdown. And you're playing Houston. Robinson was where we needed to be, you know. Yeah. I mean, Robinson had 123 yards on nine receptions and he also gets a TD. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I find it difficult for this Houston team to be able to compete with even a not great Chicago team. I mean, they're they're struggling to have any of the pieces put together. You you fire your coach, who's also your GM, and now you have to fill all those pieces together. I mean, watching that game, their their owner was sitting in. Well, I mean, one of the suites, and his who I assume was his wife next to him was just sitting there, ready to fall asleep. Like this is terrible, right. and he did not look thrilled, but. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? Houston, too, you know, Brandon Cooks is out. Uh, Will Fuller out for the year, and it's things. Things were looking bad for Houston at the start of the year. It's just been looking worse. Yep. Um, Minnesota falls to Tampa Bay, twenty six fourteen. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins, two hundred twenty five yards, a touchdown, one fumble. Um, Minnesota's kicker. Okay. Yeah. He, oh. he had oh jeez. So okay, Dan, Dan Bailey becomes the the first player with three or more missed field goals and one missed extra point without a make of either since John Avini in 1961. That's insane. That's I mean, insane. that first that's a lot of misses without making a field goal or an extra point and two at what point do you just switch it and just put in anybody who has kicked the football before? I mean, I've... it's all I semantics. Got for you. I got nothing for you. It's yeah. all semantics. It's, um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I attribute it to uh, Cody Parkey because, uh, you know, with the Bears a couple of years ago yep. with the, uh, with the infamous uh, field goal attempt that uh, essentially it's... lost them their playoffs um looking at dan bailey's stats right now um he's been all right this year i mean missing the three field goals today those are only his uh fourth or i'm sorry yes fourth fifth and sixth missed field goals of the season yeah and i i mean everyone's allowed to have a bad day it it happens i understand your professionals and it should never happen They're, they're getting paid to do this but Give the man a break and take him out. Just let yeah, him. No, it's if yes, <laughs> those those field goals would have definitely helped. Yeah, um, it, it's not going to change the game. I don't think. Probably not. I mean, and that's all hindsight. Um, Brady was fine, I guess. You know, two touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, uh, nearly two hundred yards. Yeah. Uh, Gronk got one of those touchdowns on one reception for two yards. Um, 
I, there's not much to say about no. the Bucks that we haven't already said. No, it really isn't. I mean, when when we're looking at the the NFC North, I mean, Green Bay clinched the division. They're ten yeah. and three. The Vikings are six and seven. Bears are six and seven. Lions and five or eight, five and eight. Yeah. I mean, the likelihood that any of the the bottom three teams on here making the playoffs not super high. I think based off of this week's performance, if any of them do, it's going to be the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, but again. I, I'm not confident in the Bears. So, right. no, I, I agree 100% with you. Um, we're the first placed, sole first placed team in the NFC East. The Washington football team sent at six and seven with a win over the 49ers 25, 23 to 15. Defensive, Defensive performance <laughs> of dude. the year. Washington's defense is something special right now. Pick six, mm-hmm. fumble recovery for a TD, and a second fumble recovery. Four sacks. I mean, no. you you cannot have a much better performance than that. Um, th- this is the sixth time since 1970 that there have been two rookies to score a defensive touchdown in the game. I'd, phenomenal. I know, I know we talked last week. Um, the Washington is something special. I, I really... The six and seven record does not do them justice. No, um, and I, I think most of that's attributed to not knowing who your quarterback's going to be. Sure. Um, and the, I mean, this defense, I they they are something else. They have been just kicking ass and taking names. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a matter of time for them to fully break through as uh, a team, and I. I they're going to win their division, I think. And we're going to, we're going to see what happens in the playoffs. I would agree. I would agree. Um, I know it's uh if, if New York was going to potentially be the team. It had to be this week. It had to be this week. And it certainly wasn't, but we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, um, a little bit down the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia over New Orleans. What? This is the upset of the week for me. 24-21. Um, wow. I, I, Jalen Hurts. The front door. Yeah. 167 <laughs> throwing yards. Uh, one touchdown, one fumble. Um, but 106 rushing yards, too. Jalen Hurts. Um, debut game, kid. He, he solidified his spot. I mean, Jalen Hurts joins Lamar Jackson as the only player since 1950 with 100-plus rushing yards in their first career start as a QB. Yeah. Um, th- this is the first time uh, that the Saints have allowed two 100-yard rushers, um, being Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts, since Otis Anderson and Wayne Morris of the Cardinals did in Week 5 of 1980. Mm-hmm. I'm... The Saints are missing Drew Brees. I don't. I don't think they are. I mean, they they are. Don't get me wrong. They definitely so, are. Um, I think they are just because they're not utilizing Alvin Kamara anymore. He he sensed Taysom Hill has started, has had less than hundred scrimmage yards in a game. In every other game, he's had well over hundred yards. Sure. So, when when your top performer no longer is performing. How much of that really falls falls back on it being the missing Drew Bees rather than it being the fact that Taysom's not afraid to run the ball? So um, I often I attribute that to a situation we talked about either last week or in uh, week week twelve um, 
when you last season we had Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. Yeah. You know, um, if your quarterback's capable of running and you have a solid running back behind you, that running back's going to quickly turn into something that's more of a safety net rather than a go-to if you will so so i agree with you i i understand where you're coming from and i think the big difference here is drew Brees is your franchise quarterback drew Brees is the the name recognition for new orleans he he is he is the leader he is the man and when the man is injured and can only work with with you guys on the sideline and you put in Taysom hill who has now not been able to start until this season you're you're looking at a completely different offense yeah he is a, a running qb he is i mean yeah but to up to, up to this point though the offense has paid off um, yeah and even even this game it's not that the offense was necessarily bad no it just it wasn't <laughs> phillies was better yeah, true sloppy, I, I just sloppy think it was defense, one of those sloppy defense by new orleans this week too I just, I just think it's one of those that it was a matter of time for there to be a game that Taysom Hill doesn't win. I just, I think everybody, you know, as well as myself, thought that if that was going to happen in the next, you know, if it was going to happen this season, it was going to be next week against the Chiefs. Didn't think it would be now, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it'd be against Phil. I thought this was an easy win for New Orleans. I would um, agree. Dallas 30, Cincinnati 7. Um, I know we both were pulling for Cincinnati last week. Um, this is Dallas's first win by more than three this year. So, like, I... <laughs> I, I don't think there's much to say on the on this game. No, um, I, so let's leave it there. Well, um, er- <laughs> I, 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 have, I have two things. I have two things. One, Andy Dalton is the sixth player in NFL history to face a team that he previously was on and threw for 200 plus passing touchdowns. Um, all of the quarterbacks in this scenario, they're five and one in their match, their first matchups against those team. Um, the other that I, I think is uh, a recognizable stat was Giovanni Bernard's his fumble loss was his first in 830 carries. He had the longest active streak among running backs for carries without a fumble. Okay. Okay. But I mean, Bengals trailed for the seventeenth time since twenty nineteen at halftime. Yeah, and, no, uh, when you when yeah. you do that and you're one in fifteen in those games, at one fifteen and one, it's not pretty. We knew this game was a toss up, but we were hoping for Cincinnati. Um, Thirty to seven was what shocked me. I thought it would be closer, but I I'm not surprised by Dallas winning. I was still pulling for Cincy. Yeah, that being said, if there was going to be a game this season, the Dallas won by more than three. It was going to be this game. Yep. Um, but I thought it was going to be like six. Um, yeah, Arizona 26, New York Giants 7. Which, uh, uh I, 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 part of me wants to brag, so another part of me just doesn't care. <laughs> okay, the Giants... last week, last week, Ricky, if you, if you recall, I, uh, I believed Arizona had this one. Yeah, you weren't so sure. I was not. Um, and to your credit, Arizona was on a downfall there. They've been, they've been struggling lately. Giants have been real hot. And uh, needed I to remind you, it is the Giants. I know, I know. So the, the Giants had four plays all game in Arizona territory. That is the fewest in a game since week 16 and 06 against the Saints. I, 
If that tells you anything how this game goes, I don't know what else does. Hassan oh, uh, oh. Riddick became the first player with five sacks and three uh, forced fumbles in a game since Green Bay's uh, Vonnie Holiday in week 16 of 02 against mm-hmm. the Bills. I mean, huge game. That is incredible. That that performance by itself, I I think, tells you why the game went the way it did. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Washington football team six and seven sent at first place. While you got the Giants at five and eight, Eagles four eight and one, and Dallas four and nine. So, uh, NFC East came out winners this week, except for the Giants. Such a bizarre like stat line for the records in the NFC East. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's. I mean, what Washington should be at least nine wins. So we came out to last week. Yeah. I, I think there were three or four. There. Games Give or take, were... yeah. yeah. Um, Rams over New England, 24 to three. Uh, Did not expect it. Seven losses for the first time since 02 for New England. Yep. Um, once again, Los Angeles Rams, I cannot say. <laughs> how sorry you are. How sorry I am enough. Um, I mean. For not, for not knowing, for not. For not believing. Um, okay. You know, here's your scene is believing. Here's oh. your stat so you never forget. The Rams are 34 and 0 when leading at halftime since 2017. They are the only team with zero incredible. losses. That's zero incredible. losses in that scenario in the same span. Uh, look, look, Jared Goff. Anything I've said, I don't. <laughs> Rick, I mean, my boy Higby. Um, Cam Akers, good game. Yes. He had the most rushing rushing yards um, as a Rams rookie right? since Jerome Bettis in week 15 of 93 against the Saints. Look, look, LA. I, I know you, we all know I love the Chargers. Um, but hey, look, I, you are now my second favorite California team. Um, so because oakland left so one thing that i want to i want to touch on on this game is this more of a game that the rams just outworked and outperformed or is this a game that we are now seeing that new england they, they they're losing it they this is they've lost their streak of 17 seasons with 10 or more wins in a season i think it's a combination of the two um, and I'll, I'll explain. You're, I think you're, um, you're being too nice. You're too much of the devil's advocate. It could be no, 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 no. Because it, it is, it is both. It is. <laughs> I'm really trying to make it up to my Rams fans. You know, it's <laughs> to all one of you watching. Um, <laughs> it's more than there for the games. I'm sorry, God. <laughs> but um, I think the Rams are a good team, or at least yeah. I've, I've I've learned to believe that they are. Um, I believe New England's a bad team. I and I think the Rams really capitalized off that this week. Yes, yes. I think that, I, and that, I'm that's shocked really nice. by New England. I'm not. No, I, no, uh, not necessarily yeah. this week alone. Just at how how far they've gone downhill in a season. I'm I'm shocked in the same way that um, I was shocked by Dallas's 30 over Cincinnati seven. Okay. Um, like so we, marginal. We knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's it was just a matter of time, and it's. You know, as we've said, you know, it seems like we talk about it every week. New England's, for all intents and purposes, the dynasty's over. Yes. It's dead. It's done. Cam's um, not their man. Nope. They, they don't have the... Don't stand by your Cam. That's not the words to the song. Um, Cam's, <laughs> <laughs> Cam's not the man, so don't stand by him. 
Anyways. Um, my heartbreak of the week. Seattle 40, New York Jets 3. Okay, is it really a heartbreak? I mean, was oh, it no. not actually expected? We were just hoping for a different outcome? No, we were definitely hoping for a different outcome. We were, we, I've no, I don't think I've ever hoped harder for a Jets victory. I mean, this, this was not, obviously not the same Seattle team as last week. Not the same Jets team as last week either. True. Um, but Jets lost 13 straight, first time in franchise history. Um, they're 0 13. We agreed that they shouldn't be. <laughs> um, this performance, yes, they do, though. Oh, um, well, yeah. I still, I'll, I said it last week, I'll say it again. I still don't think the Jets are the worst team in the NFL right now. Um, no. I think they're the second worst team in the NFL. And they, they might be the third worst team. I, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but what the, the thing about this is since 2012, Seattle's gone 63 and two when leading by only four points at halftime. I mean, you, they don't have to be up by much to have a purely dominant record. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is the only quarterback in the Super Bowl era with nine or more wins in each of his first nine seasons. The other fun thing is he also ties Peyton Manning at 15 for the second most games with four or more passing touchdowns in a player's first nine seasons. Seattle confuses me. Um, Agreed. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're not consistent. Yeah, it, but they're, they're, they're never bad. Seattle's never been bad as long as I, my, my competent knowledge of football. Um, <laughs> Seattle's always been there. Not back to the 90s? No, no. No. <laughs> And uh, if there's one thing anybody should know about me is I get really frustrated with sports teams that are there. Yeah. That's why I get so frustrated with the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I get frustrated with the Lions is because it's never clear what we are. Correct. Seattle, it's clear that they're in that top they're in 15, the- 14. They, they, and they always have been, like I said, from my recollection. They've been in the top echelon for quite a while. Seattle's been a playoff team. Yes. And they remain to be one. But I never look at Seattle and I'm like, front runner. No. There's times they've been close, but there's always been a team or two or more where I'm like, you can't beat them. They're they're a team that's always uh, a play or two away or a, a player or two away from greatness year in year out i mean looking back to even playing the patriots in the super bowl you are a play away from winning a super bowl and potentially thwarting a dynasty yeah early i mean what more is there to say about that game that hasn't been said for years and years? oh i know i know you know i mean Seattle is is a confusing team to me because mm-hmm. I I want to root for them, but at the same time I find it difficult because right. I almost feel like I'm bandwagoning. But yeah. it's not a bandwagon team like the Chiefs are. You uh you ever see the movie Draft Day, Ricky? No. Okay. Um, and this this is me transitioning to the Jets. Yeah. Um, because as we discussed last week, um, neither of us think the Jets should take Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Um, I think he should be going to Jacksonville, who 
who's most likely going to put the second overall pick, um, which I believe they should have the first overall pick because I believe they're the worst in football right now. Um, and they could use an actual quarterback. Um, not saying that Trevor Lawrence will be or that Gardner's not. I just don't think Gardner's the guy. Um, so the movie draft day, it's uh, Kevin Cosner, I believe, and he's the GM for the Browns. And he has the number seven overall pick, and he does a lot of stupid trades to get the first overall pick from Seattle, um, conveniently. And everybody's expecting the Browns to take this potential franchise quarterback when the quarterback the Browns already have is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying Sam Darnold's perfectly fine or that Joe Flacco's perfectly fine. I'm saying Joe Flacco's elite. Um, but I'm... <laughs> I'm I believe Flack was too good for the Jets. Um, but, so, but the I, point is, is there were other needs that needed to be addressed before that quarterback. And they ended up not taking the quarterback. Um, they ended up taking a, a defensive lineman or a linebacker, uh, one of the two, and then took a running back later in the first round as well after some, you know, shenanigans. Uh it's just, I, it makes me sad because if Trevor Lawrence declares for the draft, we all know the Jets are most likely going to take him. Um, and I just, I think that's a waste of a potential career in Lawrence and a waste of a draft pick for the Jets, to be quite frank. And that's not speaking poorly about Lawrence. That's just saying the Jets have other needs ahead of quarterback. So I, I agree and I'm sorry, but all I can think of was when you bring up Joe Flacco and saying, is he elite? Is, oh, he is. He is. Absolutely. Hands down. Th- th- there is a, I don't know if you've seen the memes, but there's a meme of Joe Flacco and it is him standing in like a thermometer type scenario where okay. it's the, the Flacco meter is Joe Flacco elite NFL quarterback. One side is elite all the way over to, no, he's a bum. Okay, so Flacco. <laughs> Flacco, and I looked up his stats a couple weeks ago. Um, he's had a perfectly good career. Like he, He's had a good NFL career. Oh, yeah. Um, years ago, because I'm not sure if you know what actually happened with the elite thing, Ricky. He was interviewed for something, and uh, they asked him something along the lines of, who do you think is the best quarterback in the NFL right now? It's not like you're going to say, oh, well, I suck. You know, he says it's him. And it's like, of course you would. You're on a Super Bowl contending team. At this point, you might have already won the Super Bowl. And it, why, why would you not say that you were the best quarterback? Yeah. So people took that. So they saying <laughs> things like, oh, Flacco Elite, and things like that, eh, whatever. Rams and Seahawks tied to nine and four up at the top of the NFC West. Cardinals, seven and six. Niners fall to five and eight. Um, <laughs> Niners officially can't clinch the vision. Um, Did we ever think they would? No, but we have discussed the fact that they still kind of were around. Yeah. I, I I still have the firm belief that the Rams are the top of this division. I agree. Man. I, I believed in the Rams all year long. I've never turned my back on them. You lying piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but no, no. in all seriousness, I mean, I, I do think still that both the Rams and the Seahawks are going to make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I I don't think the Seahawks are going to take the division. Uh, it, 
That's yeah. just that's just it. If Seahawks got Washington next week, the Rams the following week, and San Fran the week after, um, all of which are games Wash uh, Seattle could lose. Yep. Um, but that being said, Seattle could also take all three. I I want to as we say with Seattle, we never know. Correct. Um, if, Rams, if this team shows up instead of last week's team, it's one hell of a game. The next Rams have virtually the same sure. schedule. Uh, they got the Jets next week, Seattle the week after, obviously, and then Cardinals in week 17. So realistically, these teams have the same schedule. Um, looking at the schedules, I'm more inclined to think that Rams would win all three rather than the Seahawks. But we'll have to go. We'll have to, we'll have to see, uh, see how things go. What happened there? Wow. Birds <laughs> are hard. My goodness. Uh, Denver 32, Carolina 27. Uh, Drew Locke. Four passing touchdowns, career high for him. You know, looking look at how quickly Denver's growing. Just you know, two weeks ago they didn't even have a quarterback. <laughs> it's almost like last week we made the comment that he couldn't go a game without throwing an interception. <laughs> right. that, um, hey, you're welcome, Drew Lock. The the Broncos <laughs> still have the most giveaways this season at 29, but I digress. Teddy Bridgewater has lost seven straight. <laughs> <laughs> and we we both know how big of a Bridgewater fan I am. <laughs> Do we? Oh, uh, have I not made that clear? No, I think you need to go again. There's two things everybody knows about me. It's I love the Rams and I love Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> so, so um, you're telling me he is the guy? <laughs> okay, um, let's talk about something that we've danced around for the last three weeks. McCaffrey. Um, it's it was looking like he was coming back for this week um ended up hamstring so it was now i think so um it's looking unlikely that he's gonna play this week i <laughs> call it a season yeah yeah it's as as a fantasy owner of mccaffrey who still has you know potential at winning the championship call it a season don't risk it don't he he's, he's gone through three injuries right now. Mm-hmm. It was an ankle, uh, ACL, and then a hamstring. And being a running back, uh, all three of those are fairly crucial to your uh, performance abilities. It, it, do, it high, doesn't make sense to, to keep trying. Yeah, no, I believe it was a high ankle sprint in week two, and then I came back around week nine, ten, if you will. I mean, and, uh, had a shoulder injury there. Which, when you look at these those two injuries, no shit, you work you work the guy like he's not he's the only player on the team because he is Bridgewater's yeah. not anything for you. <laughs> I mean, okay, the Panthers are four and nine. Who in their right mind would try to bring this player back? Christian McCaffrey does not deserve that. Just. Oh. Brutality. Mike, Mike Davis had a good game this week. Um, after a rough couple of weeks since coming in full-time for McCaffrey and being yeah. pretty solid. Let Davis run the rest of the year. Let McCaffrey send him into a early season retirement. And, you know, let's look, get him healthy. Get him healthy. If, if the Panthers have a hope in hell in the next year or two, they need a healthy McCaffrey. Not only that, they need another quarterback. Yeah, I'd get Newton back at this rate. I don't mean that. I don't mean that, Carolina. But don't don't use Bridgewater. Get Drew Locke. He showed up. Bridgewater didn't. I mean, there there are plenty of quarterbacks they can go and pick from. Absolutely. It, it 
this year is weird. It sure shows that our our quarterback talent is lacking in some areas. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think it really comes down to the right teams don't have the right people. They're out there. And obviously you have 32 teams and each one of them has two or more quarterbacks yeah. that can play in any given moment, but yeah. it, th- uh, they need somebody else. I agree. Um, Chargers 20, Falcons 17. Um, our boys did it. Our boys did it. <laughs> A real LA team. Um <laughs> It's our LA team now. Yeah, a game winning, <laughs> game winning, forty three yard field goal um, to give the Chargers the win. We've done enough talking about the Chargers. Yeah. So let's talk about the Falcons. So uh, Matt Ryan, he has three interceptions for the I'm, first. I'm glad, I'm glad you had Falcon stuff prepared because I was just throwing that out here out of nowhere. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. Three interceptions for the first time in a game since 2012 against your Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Get in there, boys. Um, he, Matt Ryan, has not had very many, not had very many games that he's thrown three or more interceptions. I was looking at it, and I want to mm-hmm. say in his career, it's like eight. No. One of the games he threw five, which is terrifying. Yeah, but that's a, that's a bad day for Matt. It's it's so abnormal to see him throw that many interceptions. Well, he's called Matty Ice for a reason. Yeah. And it's so – we talked about that one Super Bowl game with the Seahawks and the Patriots. Let's talk about another Patriots Super Bowl game. Oh, God. People that say Matt Ryan choked in that game are, first of all, wrong. <laughs> You give your team a 28 to 3 lead and they blow it. At what point Matt, is it on your defense and not on you? Matt, exactly my point. Matt Ryan did everything right that game. I don't recall if he had any giveaways. Um, <laughs> but Matt Ryan deserved better. Um, that being said, this year's Falcons team, they're 4 and 9, third in the NFC South. The Panthers are also 4 and 9. And one of those teams feels a lot more four and nine than the other. It is very weird to think that they are the same position. Yeah. I mean, looking at, you know, the, uh, the Falcons season week two lost 39 to 40. And it was, a, it was another comeback by Dallas, I believe. Uh, week three lost 30 to 26 and a Chicago bears comeback. Uh Lost 23 to 16 to Panthers back in week five. Good job, Carolina. You did something. Um, <laughs> lost to Detroit 23 to 22. <laughs> lost to the Saints 21 16. Lost to the Chargers 17 20. You know, we talk, we've talked a lot about teams um, that we like that should have yes. better records than they do. Yes. The Falcons are a prime example of that as well. I mean, okay when we're talking about Matt Ryan mm-hmm. in when, I, when I'm, I'm looking at his stats right now, this year, he has 11 interceptions. He has 3,600 yards. I mean, 19 touchdowns that the touchdown marks, not fantastic. Um, last year, he had 26 touchdowns a year before 35, but last, year he, had, nice, last year he had 14 interceptions. 2018, he had seven. 
Um, he he is fairly consistent with his numbers. He he averages around twelve to thirteen interceptions in a season. Uh, his low mark is seven, and I. He, you, you also have to think about who he has to throw to this year. Yeah. They, they don't. Julio's been in and out all year. Yeah. Um, um, Todd Gurley's weird. You, you get rid of, well, yes. I mean, but they, they, they trade Sanu out and he, he was one who was fairly consistent for them. Um, but I mean, he wasn't like he was, he's not a name brand player. So, yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley's had great moments, um, but he's had great moments in the way that Julio's had great moments over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, Falcons, rest of the year, they got the Bucks, they got the Chiefs, they got the Bucks. Uh, That's three more losses. Six to 10 at six and 10 at best. And I, I don't best. think you're going to win yeah. two. I don't yeah. think you're going to win two games against the same team. And you're definitely not going to beat the Chiefs unless they, they sit people, mm-hmm. which I can't imagine happening. Which, uh, which I mean, that being said, on a miracle, Falcons finished seven and nine. Or, uh, yeah, seven and nine. They'd have a chance at a wild card spot. I'd like to see Matt Ryan get a rain. Um, he won't, but that's just me. I mean, he, he is uh, 13 years in, he's 35. He still has some time left, but yeah. yeah. Saints ten and three clinched it uh, last week, I believe. Yes. Like this week they've clinched it. Yep. Uh, Buccaneers in the eight and five, and Falcons and Panthers at two very different four and nines. Uh, I, I have to say the Falcons should be up there with the Buccaneers. I'd agree. I agree hundred percent. I, I mean, think the Falcons right now should at least, at least be six and five, six and six, whatever we're at. Six and eight. Where are we? <laughs> Six and seven. So you're you're dropping off four games all of a sudden. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what a day, guys. I'm sorry, guys and gals, people, um, humans. The wheels aliens. are coming off, Ricky. The wheels are coming off. Uh, I think at that point we can uh, move on to the Buffalo Pittsburgh game. That's what I was leading into. Twenty-six. That's what I was leading into. AFC North, even though they're still in first place, it's not their division. I said it last week. I'm sticking by it this week. I think you are both sticking Pittsburgh by it. Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. Um, especially as we do a game we'll get talking to you in a little bit. Uh, yeah, Buffalo 26, Pittsburgh 15. What's, what's more is there to say about Buffalo, man? Um, it's their division. Yeah, Um so the Steelers uh, actually allowed a sack for the first time in their last six games. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about these games together for sake of the East. Okay. Um, Buffalo 26, Pittsburgh 15, Kansas City 33, Miami 27. We both said last week um, <laughs> if there was going to be a week for Miami to gain ground on Buffalo, it was going to be this week. Yep. It just sucked that they had to play the Chiefs. And that being said, yeah, Miami looked really good. Tua looked fantastic. Tua looked great. And I know we've been hard on Tua. Um, but like, so <laughs> he's, he started like four games. He's a rookie. We're all, it, it happens. Yeah, we're hard, we're hard on all rookies for no reason, unless you're Justin Herbert. Um, 
<laughs> we just love him. I mean, yeah. Um, was it a 32 yard sack on Mahomes? He, which I believe was an NFL record. <laughs> he did not have a game. No. Um, well, no. Yeah. He had uh, three two interceptions. interceptions from Mahomes. Which did he have three? My goodness. He had three. Um, so his his interception mark um he, he's at five for the season three were this weekend alone uh, so you know so that's the crazy thing about moms right not a great game right three interceptions that's that sucks right yeah. uh, that's almost Derek Carr from two weeks ago um <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Derek Carr this week yeah, hey look at there uh two Dutch two touchdowns sure you tried to save it he still throws nearly 400 yards. I, I know. And what the stat we had last week was him hit how many times he throws for 400. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's insane. Um, but so what this did for me, because um, I mean, I've said, you know, since we've been on the show, all, you know, 30 years of it, um, that <laughs> this, this is Buffalo's division. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, Miami really showed me that, that that this isn't going to be as easily Buffalo vision um, going forward. Yeah. I. Um, Pittsburgh sucks. <laughs> they do not suck. I mean, the Steelers. I know, I know, I know. The Steelers' defense is mind blowing. They've had over. They've had a sack or more in seventy straight games, um, and that is a record. To uh, when sacks became an official stat in '63. Um, but when, when we're looking at Buffalo and Pittsburgh, that that's a completely different tier to even the Kansas City Miami game. Like Kansas City Miami game, it was mm-hmm. it was better. Um, I don't know what else to say. It there was more yeah. offense, which I prefer, yeah. obviously. Um, the the Buffalo game was punt after punt after punt, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, you know the back to back losses for the Steelers. I'm, I'm not sitting here going to be like, oh, they're going to finish eleven and five. That's that's obviously not what's they're going to losing next week. They're losing um, the next two weeks. Come on. It'd be great. It'd be great if they do. It'd be great if they do. Who do they have coming up? <laughs> Looking at the Steelers schedule, oh, the Bengals, that's a for sure loss for them. Uh, Bengals, Bengals, Colts, Browns. Bengals, Colts, Browns. Steelers could finish 12 4. Correct. They could finish 12 4. I, I think it's um, more likely they lose one more, not two more, but. I would agree. I, th- I think. That being said, um, and we're, we're not in this division yet, but this being said, Browns have Giants, Jets, Steelers. We could be looking at two 12 and four teams if week 17 goes the way it might need to. Interesting. That being said, um, it would still be Steelers' division um, based on divisional record. Yeah. However, I said last week, I think Cleveland's the better team. Um, I think they proved that last night. They, without a doubt, did in my eyes. I mean, um, regardless of the fact that it was a loss, I, they yeah. proved it last night. Yeah, Buffalo, 10-3 at the top of AFC East, followed by Miami at 8-5, uh, Patriots at 6-7, and, seven, and uh, 
Jets. And the Jets. Yeah. Um, yeah not much more to say on that. <laughs> not much more to say on that. No. Uh, <laughs> Indianapolis 44, Vegas 27. Um, I'm going to ask you for the third week in a row, Ricky. <laughs> no. Okay. No. So for those of you that didn't get what I was going to ask, I was going to ask if Vegas is good. No. Um, <laughs> Vegas has lost three of their last... <laughs> they've lost three of their last four. Uh, started at six and three, they're now seven and six. And... Uh, So we're going to talk about your boy. We have to. <laughs> okay. Derek Carr for, threw for 316. Good yardage, mm-hmm. two touchdowns. Again, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. And it, he's had at least an interception in the past four games. And when yeah. you, you just, you, you can't do that when you're trying to compete with the Chiefs. Um, to put it in perspective, uh, we have Mahomes, who's an MVP caliber talent for this season, right? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, Derek Carr has only thrown two more interceptions than Patrick Mahomes this year. And how many times has he in the last four games? <laughs> Almost every single one of them. Touchdowns this week, as Patrick Mahomes did. And Derek Carr needed last yards to do it. So I think that tells us all we need to know. Thank you very much. Um, no, I'm, it's jokes no. aside. I do love the Raiders. I do, I do love the Raiders. I do love Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a great quarterback. Um, so it's not that they're a bad team. I just don't no, think Vegas, they're a they're, great team. So we we talked earlier about how Houston started bad and is going is getting worse. Um, Vegas, I mean, they're they're the only team to beat the Chiefs this year. And granted, that was earlier in the season. Um, but Vegas was showing up. Vegas was looking like a contending team earlier this year. And lately things just haven't been great. I'm, they, so they're three, they're, oh, they're, I'm sorry, they're one in three in their last four. That one win was last year against a Jets team who should have beaten them. Um, God, that sucks to say. So, <laughs> And I like the Jets. So, kind of. I like kind of. Yes. I don't think that Vegas is bad, but Mm -hmm. they, they are not, they are not equal to even Baltimore in my books. And Baltimore is third in their division and they're most likely going to stay third in their division. Mm -hmm. I think, um, So the Raiders still have a chance at a playoff run. Um, mm-hmm. seven, seven and six. They got coming up um, next week, the Chargers and the Dolphins and the Broncos. This is a nine and seven team at worst. Okay. They should be, yes. Should be. Um Obviously, I think they could be 10-6. I, I find when, that harder to believe. Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. 
if there's going to be a team that stops him, it's going to be the Dolphins. Yes, absolutely. Um, that being said, though, you're looking at an eight and five Dolphins team. You're looking at a nine and four Browns team. You're looking at a eight and five Baltimore team. You're looking but at you're, a nine and four Colts. Exactly, nine and four Titans as well, because that division's still up for grabs technically. Yep. Um, if the Raiders are in the NFC, it's a different story. Yes. They're in the AFC, <laughs> and uh, it's not as easy over there as it appears. <laughs> um, we I said earlier um, how I get frustrated with the Seahawks because they're there, right? They're, they're just in that team's 8 through 13 position. They're just always right there. Yep. The Raiders are just always 13 to 20. They're always just outside. They're always just outside. They're, don't remember. And th- so when I say the uh, Seahawks are always just there and I say the Raiders are always just there, there's obviously going to be years and whatnot where the Seahawks are like 25th out of the 32 teams. There will be teams where the Raiders are like number three. The things happen, obviously. But in the grand scheme of watching them play as a team, record aside, the Raiders are always just around the outside. Yeah. Um, you know, being being in Michigan, right? Um, I live, you know, 35, 40 minutes north of Detroit and Auburn Hills. And uh, it's it's like saying, yeah, like uh, if, I, if I'm on a state, like yeah, I'm from Detroit. The Raiders, the Raiders are the Auburn Hills, the Warrens, the Clarkstons, the Clausens, the Troys uh, <laughs> of Michigan. They're relatively unknown to They're around what people know about. Yep. Um, yeah. So I I want to touch on the Colts because our next matchup that we're talking about is Tennessee Jacksonville. And when we're looking at the AFC South, I mean it is it's a, a nine and four, nine and four Colts, Tennessee and Jonathan Taylor had a hundred yards from scrimmage fifth time this season. Mm-hmm. And Phillips rivers has 20 or has more than 20 passing yard or touchdowns and 15 straight seasons. Yeah, that is, Hilton remembered how to put on his pants for the third week in a row. <laughs> yes. The, he, he has scored a, what scored a touchdown the past three weeks and he hadn't scored one. Right? All year. All yeah. year. Yeah. He's, uh, uh, his, let me around you week, week 12. He had his season high in yardage, about 80-something. Yeah. That was his season high for their wide receiver one, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they're finally figuring out how to utilize their receiver one and running back um, because – I, I think obviously we're going to talk about Jonathan Taylor even later in the game. Yep, yep. Um, but which, which team to you is better in Indianapolis or Tennessee? Um, so I, I love my Titans. Mm-hmm. I, I love my boy Tannehill. Um, it's close. Yep. With – If the records stay the same, or, you know, if 
you know, Tennessee loses one and Colts lose one, whatever. Yeah. It's Tennessee's division. Yeah. Cause I mean, they have divisional four record four and one versus the two and two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think as an overall unit, as a team, I believe Tennessee's better. Okay. I think for a large part of the season, Jonathan Taylor aside, Colts have been carried by their defense. Hmm. And recently, while their defense has still been great, but as it slowed down a little bit, conveniently the offense has started clicking. Which, I mean, is bound to happen when you think of like Phillip Rivers' career with the Chargers, you know, move halfway across the country. Yeah. Um, to a team that nobody, not that nobody knows, but he doesn't know. Um, that being said, though. Don't tell Peyton um, Manning nobody knows the, the Colts. Yeah, well, about, that being said, I think if you ask me this question and the Colts still have Andrew Luck, I think Colts could be the frontrunner in the AFC. Interesting. With a healthy Luck. Let me rephrase that. Because Colts with Luck was the same as Colts now. Not playing. Yeah. Um, but with a healthy Andrew Luck, this is easily the Colts division at right. probably 13 and 2. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah. I can understand. So 12 and 2, 13 and 1, everyone on. Yeah. Um, and Tennessee would be a great wild card spot. Both of these teams are going to the playoffs, and rightfully so. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Um, if they don't, something miraculous happens elsewhere. <laughs> Vegas, baby. Um, Shut <laughs> the front door. Um, but overall, as a team, I'd say that right now, I think uh, Tennessee is the better overall team. Um, but that's not a slight towards Indy. That's, that's merely just, I think Tennessee's been clicking better all year versus the Colts clicking in certain aspects at certain times. You, you mean, Tennessee's been great all year. You mean you know, Tennessee winning 31 in Jacksonville 10 isn't like a miraculous <laughs> performance? Hey, you know, I think, uh, I think Tennessee should have, uh, could have done better. <laughs> yeah. Well, Derrick Henry is the first player in NFL history to have multiple 200 yard rushing games against multiple opponents. He has, two 200-yard games against Jacksonville and the Texans. So, mm-hmm. I mean, kudos to you, Derek Henry. Kicking yeah, ass names. But... Good job, Derek. Good job, Derek. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Tannehill, 212 yards, two touchdowns. It's uh, A.J. Brown caught a touchdown or two there. Had a big game as well. Hundred Over 100 receiving yards for the eighth time um, in his career. So, to put it in perspective... Um, and while I'm while I'm doing this, rookie, if you wouldn't mind pulling up Tannehill's touchdown stats for the season, yep. Um, Tannehill's thrown over 300 yards twice this year. Um, week six since Houston, he threw 366 for four touchdowns, one interception, one fumble. Then last against the Browns, 389 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, that's not surprising for Tannehill, though, especially when you have a power back like Henry, who's going to rush. 100 plus a game on average. Um, do you have a number for Murky? Yeah, so this year, Tannehill has 28 passing touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, he had 22. Yep, and I believe uh, I believe 28 is a career high for him because I think 27 was his previous career high, which in, I think we talked about back in our first show. And that was in 2014. Yep. Um, 
He also has five interceptions, same as Mahomes. Um, that's never here nor there. That's never here nor there. His, his interception rate is so much better than any other 16 games that he's played in. I, uh, to me, Tannehill's a top 10 quarterback, hands down right now. Um, he might not have the yardage as the other guys, but when it comes to the way he's helping guide that team and the way everybody wrote him off, a couple of years ago with Miami. Yeah. Comes out with Tennessee, leads him to the playoffs, you know, after Mariota. I don't blame Mariota, but bad start to last season. Um, and obviously you, you just have a better overall team around him. And Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, uh, John U. Smith went healthy. Um, so when we're looking at um the just like the passing attempts and his completion percentage this this season he he's he's attempted 403 and comparing that to um who people will will talk in more detail about even later i mean mahomes and rogers um we're looking at 403 compared to 497 for mahomes and 448 for rogers he has i mean uh, a fair amount less in the completion side of things, but even just his attempts, that tells you that Derrick Henry is just a machine. Absolutely. And I mean, he has 3,200 yards compared to Rogers' 3,600 yards so far in the season. Um, do you have a completion percentage for me on Tannehill? Uh, 65.76. Yeah, that's not off from either of them. Not too far off, I should say. Uh, and and that's not far off for <laughs> this isn't us saying Tannehill's MVP. <laughs> no, no, no. But but his his completion completion percentage right now is about half a percent off of Mahomes' 2018 MVP. Yeah. What I think Ricky and I are both saying here is um Tennessee's great. Don't sleep on Tannehill. He's a lot better than I expected. Which uh that's uh, that's that seems to be the case for a lot of people, and it's it's one of those things where just because a certain team has a star in a guy like Derrick Henry, yeah, doesn't mean let, that doesn't mean you should let a guy be a career runner up, if you will. <laughs> I see what you did there, man. Jacksonville sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jacksonville's allowed twenty four points or more in twelve straight games. No, they're the worst in football. They, they, there's there's well, fuck. Okay. This is the one thing I want to want to say that is uh, a positive. James Robinson has the most scrimmage yards by an undrafted rookie in the common draft era. So since 67. Good on you, James. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, As we discussed, Tennessee nine and four Colts nine and four Tennessee's division right now, given their four and one divisional record, Uh, Houston four and nine, which seeing that now compared to, Atlanta and Carolina makes we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. What later. is up to with the whole four and nine thing this year? Yeah, no, we're gonna come back to that. Um Jacksonville one and twelve lose twelve straight. Um let me just reiterate Jacksonville started the season on a win. They've lost twelve straight. How? People make fun of the Jets. How do they win? People make fun of the Jets. <laughs> we knew the Jets were gonna be bad. Yeah. Thing is, is, 
I believe, I do believe management for the Jets wants a winning team. I'm not sure if the cons in Jacksonville do. I'd like to believe they do. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you? But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it seems like every decision that gets made there just is confusing. Uh, so to put it in perspective, the Jets have a .00 win percentage this season. <laughs> Jacksonville has a .077, and that just sounds worse to me. Zero compared to point, .077? Yeah, that just the .077 sounds worse to me, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I feel bad for Jacksonville fans. Um, I don't think Jacksonville fans care because I don't know that they really have many fans in Jacksonville. um, That's a safe, I'm assuming if they're fans in Jacksonville, they're fans of either Tampa or Miami. More than likely. And it's probably going to be Tampa because it's a hell of a lot closer. Now, well, no, it's best. You want to know what team they're probably going to root for? The Falcons. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you, Jacksonville. Um, Best Monday night football game of the season. Baltimore 47, Cleveland 42. Holy shit. <laughs> if, uh, okay. If anybody watching this or listening hasn't watched at least a recap of this game. I'm sorry. Go, go do that. Go do that right <laughs> now. Um, to, to repeat myself from last week, we'll wait. Three, two, one, go. You like it? Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, <laughs> Justin Tucker, what a stud. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So. <laughs> I. Th- this, game, um, this, this game from the beginning did not look like it was going to be fantas- fantastic. No, like, it, Baltimore came out a lot stronger yeah. in that first bit than I was expecting. Um, I know last week, I think we both took Cleveland. Yes. Um, (laughs) I I have to say, I'm extremely happy with the outcome solely based off of the performance of one player. My fantasy team, like nobody else. Lamar Jackson (sighs) just, I mean, yeah, you you can sigh all you want, but... Uh, 163 passing yards doesn't seem like anything fantastic, but 124 rushing yards, three total touchdowns, two rushing, one passing that, I mean, combine that with him going out because of, uh, quote unquote, cramps and cramps, 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 um, Um. and McSorley going in and running out of the locker room as McSorley gets hurt to throw a 44 yard dime to Marquise Brown for a touchdown. Only to have Baker Mayfield come back and lead the Cleveland Browns downfield to tie it back up. I, that so and what and what was that in like a, a minute and a half? Less than a minute. I'm pretty okay. sure it was less than a minute. I think it was. Like I think it was 104. Seconds. I think it was 104. Okay. Nonetheless, it did not take long. No. I wish they'd taken longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at one point, going into the fourth, I should say, Baltimore is leading 34-20. And for them to come away with a 47-42 victory. What the hell? Okay. Props to both teams, to be quite frank. Yes. Both of you earned this win. It's just unfortunate that only one of you could get it. 
I think this is the Baltimore team that we've been looking for since all year, like all year. week two, maybe. Yeah. Um, Lamar, 163 passing yards, 11, 11 for 17, one passing touchdown. Um, as you, the one you talked about, the Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, 124 rushing yards, two touchdowns. That's just Lamar. That was just Lamar. <laughs> Not talking about, you know, J.K. Uh, Dobbins getting a rushing touchdown, Gus Edwards getting two t- rushing touchdowns. Um, Man, I want to put Gus Edwards in next week. <laughs> Look at the Browns. Baker, 28 for 47, 343 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Nick Chubb have a game, 82 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Kareem Hunt gets a touchdown. Baker Mayfield gets a rushing touchdown. But this this was incredible. The, the Browns? Um, the Browns had four rushing touchdowns in this game, and that is a tie for the most against the Ravens in the Super Bowl area. I what, what more is there to say? I mean, um, how it ended. Yeah. Both teams so, are phenomenal, <laughs> and we want them left. both to playoffs. Lamar gets the Ravens downfield. Justin Tucker with a fifty-four yard kick. Was it? I don't even know. Something like that to to win it with two seconds left and. I just I just have to say that I I want games like this to happen every week. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat this whole game. Um, This Cleveland team, this loss is it's hardly a loss. Let's be honest. It's hardly a loss, but it's a loss that hurts. Oh, it hurts bad. It's it's a loss that comes at the wrong time in the season. It hurts bad. Um, It definitely puts uh, Baltimore in the right spot. Yeah. Baltimore's got Jacksonville next week. They got the Giants week after. They got the Bengals week after. Oh, they're losing three. Come on, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> come on, Cincy. Um, Baltimore is looking like a eleven and five finish right now. If, yes. if Baltimore doesn't finish eleven and five, know, that's sucks that, to be that there. has to be ten and six to, because of the Giants. Um. AFC North, Steelers 11 and 2, Browns 9 and 4, Ravens 8 and 5, Bengals 2 10 and 1. Um, as good as the Browns are, they're not a lock. No. They should be. Um, the, Brown, the Browns, there's no reason why they do not go at least 11 and 5. Who do they have left? Uh, Jets, Giants, Steelers. I, I, so I mean that that's two wins automatically in my books. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Steelers and Giants. That that regular season that 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 week seventeen game is. That's going to be everything. Uh, yes. Um, I mean, what does is that going to be? Who? Uh, who? <laughs> here's why: because the Ravens have a three and two division record, while the Browns have a two and three division record. Um, if both the Browns and the Ravens finish 10 and six or I'm sorry, 11 and uh, 11 and five, um, Ravens are in Browns are out. If, if there's not an extra spot for the other team. Yeah. Cause they're, I mean, and I think ahead. you and I both agree that it's the, the the Browns are the better team. 
They didn't win it yesterday, but I believe the Browns are the better team there. So there are not eight spots really available. Um, I mean, obviously there aren't eight because there are seven teams. Um, I think we can both agree. Well, we don't have the choice to agree or not because they both clinched it. The Chiefs and Steelers are in. Yep. Um, but I think we both can agree that Buffalo, Tennessee, and Indianapolis are in as well. Correct. Um, so that leaves two spots for either Miami, Cleveland, or Baltimore. Because so I'm not thinking that it's likely that the Raiders are going to get up to where they need to be. Don't sleep on those Raiders. Um, what? So don't sleep on those Raiders. No, no, no. But I, I'm thinking when you have the you have two teams that are both a win ahead of them. Baltimore's schedule left. If they lose, they, I mean, they're done. But th- they shouldn't. Sure. And Cleveland, even if they lose one, th- their record still is going to be better than Las Vegas. Correct. So you're, you're, the key there is Miami. Because um, Miami, they've got New England, uh, they've got the Raiders, and then they've got the Bills. Um, and I think they have a loss. I think, I think we're looking at a 10 and 6 Dolphins team. 9 and 7 or 10 and 6. I, I likely um, think you you have a loss, and then it's going to be Baltimore and Cleveland likely going ahead. Yeah, it's just it's weird to look at that and think how close that is right now. Yeah, and I fully, I mean, obviously last week I thought Miami was going to be in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's circle back a little bit. Uh, we're done recapping this week's games, um, or this yeah, this last week's. I'm gonna I'm gonna run down for you, Ricky. Every team right now that's four and nine or around four and nine. Okay. And by around, I mean, you know, five and eight or three and whatever. Um, Houston, Texas, they're a four and nine team. Do they feel like a four and nine team? Yes. I would agree. Yeah. They're the, so far of the four and nine teams we've talked about, they're the only team that feels like a four and nine team to me. <laughs> I, they, they, I mean, they're just the struggle boss all year, but um, they, have a, they have a couple moments where it's, yeah, you deserve the win. So yeah, you have yeah. one. Uh, the four and nine Chargers. No. Yeah. No, they feel like a way better team. I, I don't know if they feel way better just based off of a couple of performances recently, mm-hmm. but I, I think we're realistically looking at a seven win team instead of a four win team. I was going to say they feel at least six and seven to me, seven and six. Yeah. Um, Five and eight Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's to be quite frank, I, I kind of forgotten Broncos have existed all year. Aside from the quarterback. I mean, Denver, what are you offering me aside from QB struggles? It's a, I like Philip Lindsay and Jerry Judy is supposed to be good. Um, supposed to be good. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. So we have an actual four and nine Dallas Cowboys. Yes. I think they feel four and nine. So I they feel closer to two and 11. Okay. I, I don't think they feel that bad. I think they feel that bad after you lose their starting quarterback. So can we find some middle ground in three and ten? Perfect. All right. The four, eight, and one Philadelphia Eagles. No. Yeah. 
And I don't know which direction I put them, to be honest. I, I agree 100%. I don't know. I, I thought going into this year, this was another year for the Eagles to get the division, even though they didn't deserve it. I think if Jalen Hurts is given more of an opportunity earlier, we could see a different picture because he's he's he showed up. And I think Carson Wentz might be out. I want to give the Eagles five and eight. Okay. Um, Not much better, but a little bit. Yeah. Now the Giants, five and eight. Keep in mind, they won four straight. They started the season 0-6. I I have <laughs> to say no. Yeah. No, it, I lately they have they've been playing better than five and eight. Lately. That being said, week. though, that until being said, week. though, this is not a four and nine team. They're three. I'd agree at best. I'd, I'd say they're at the bottom there with Dallas. Um, I I just I mean, this week you lose twenty six to seven. Essentially, drop the Giants, blow the Eagles, knock off a win from uh, both the Giants and the Cowboys, give it to Washington, and you'd have what this season, what this division should look like. Yeah. Um. The Lions, five and eight. No. Now, is that your Lion fan or is that your sports media unbiasedness? So I'm going with that's more of my objective response. Mm -hmm. Um, This team looks like they should be better, but is playing like they should be worse. I was going to kind of say the same thing. I was going to say the Lions are a team that should be better than four and nine, but should be four and nine. I I think if if the Lions had a different staff earlier or just beginning of this year, we're looking at closer to a, a seven win team, yeah. um, um, pushing for the playoffs potentially. But the way they played this year and the way that they responded. I think we're looking at a team that probably is uh, a three-win team. The uh, five and eight 49ers. No, they feel worse right now. They've been hit hard by injuries, man. Absolutely. I uh, I feel for San Fran. Um, the four and nine Carolina Panthers. Absolutely not. Enjoy, enjoy your one and 13. Get out of get out of the NFC South. Give me those three wins, toss them to the Jets, and we're happy. Absolutely, hundred percent, absolutely. The four and nine Falcons. Hell no. No, no. The four and nine Falcons are a playoff contending team. <laughs> um, so the runner up this week, we da, are da, comparing da. to uh, Derrick Henry, who, you know, which it makes me laugh because I remember saying uh, back in our first show. Oh, Derrick Henry could have easily been the inaugural runner-up. Absolutely. But the main reason we didn't is because there's going to be weeks where he's the guy we're comparing people to. Yes. And here we are two weeks, two episodes later. Derrick Henry, 26 rushing attempts, 215 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Um, last week we agreed it was Corey Davis, I believe. Yes. I threw out Derrick Carter, my boy, having a good game. And, and unfortunately, before, Corey Davis did not have a great week. No, AJ Brown did, though. Um Week before, I don't even recall, but go ahead and uh, go ahead and lead her off. Okay. So 
first Derrick Henry, 26 attempts, 215 in rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. I, I struggled. <clears throat> Excuse me. I struggled solely because my list of five has three names that are pretty much, uh, and everybody knows. And after the performance of Monday night, I really wanted to go to Lamar Jackson just because of his, honestly, because of his rushing performance um, and coming back from what everyone assumes is really needing to shit. Um, getting that passing touchdown on a dime, 44 yards to Marquise Brown. I am not going with him. Um, I also, before I even prefaced who, who I'm picking, my other two name brands are Aaron Rodgers and Stefan Diggs. Rodgers threw for 290, three passing touchdowns, rushing touchdown, no interceptions, again. Stefan Diggs, touchdown, 130 receiving yards, 10 receptions. Great game. Who I have to go with, with the performance defensively of the year, is Washington. The mm -hmm. Washington defense is my runner-up of the week. They had one pick six, one fumble recovery for a touchdown. They had another fumble recovery, and they had four sacks. Honestly, if I was picking one player from a defense, I'd have to go with, uh, what was it, Hassan Ridley? Mm-hmm. Um, or Hassan Reddick um, with Arizona, but I'm going with, with a team yeah. and Washington by a mile. Oh, uh, oh, you know, as we said earlier, you know, Washington's defense is something special. Washington in general is something special. So I think it's a great choice. Um, myself. So my two, uh, my two runner ups for runner up. Um, one of those, and it's this is a guy that I, I don't think we've talked about on the show once. Um, and he, he often gets overlooked because of being a tight end. Um, and that's Mike Gusecki. Um, you know, Miami Dolphins, 65 yards, five receptions, two touchdowns. And like those numbers aren't outstanding to a casual fan. But when you remember that he's, that he's a tight end, and you know, with the exceptions of guys like Kelsey or uh, Kittle when healthy, tight ends often don't get a lot of targets like that. Um, no. Zach Ertz used to, but you know, lately hasn't. But things have changed. We might touch on that next week. Um, <laughs> you know, part of me wanted to say uh, Mike Davis, Carolina. You know, had a good had a good game, bounced back from the last you know couple weeks of being mediocre at best. Um, and then I wanted to say Miles Sanders, 115 yards, 14 times, two touchdowns, you know, being the other part of that duo with Jalen Hurts and Philly that ran for over 100 yards each. Um, but ultimately, I decided to go with Jonathan Taylor of uh, the Colts, yes. 150 yards, 20 attempts, two touchdowns. And he caught both of his targets, too. Yeah. And it's Jonathan Taylor has been really helping carry this Colts offense all season. Um, yes. Which we'll touch more on here in a minute, but that's that's my guy. That's remember the week, and um, I guess I, I think uh, Jonathan Taylor's just a guy we shouldn't be sleeping on anymore. I I think when we're we're looking at the the overall runner up of the week, I 
I know we had chatted before and he was on your list and that's why I, I didn't even mention him. Um, but I think when we put it all together, since he, since he is on both of our lists, he has to be yeah. our runner up. Yeah. And, and don't get I, I have all the love in the world for Washington defense. I, I think um, we both do, man. Yeah. I, but, uh, you know, to Jonathan Taylor this week, you know, uh, for those keeping score, this is my win. My first win. Ricky's won twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, Don't kid yourself. This, I gave it to you. For this segment, everybody looks forward to every week. We're ranking the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> by everybody, I mean Ricky and myself. Um, <laughs> for those of you unaware, which is all of you most likely, uh, what we do with this segment is we take three rookies from this year's draft class, not necessarily the first three drafted, um, which in this case it was, but the uh, you know at their position. Um, but you know, some ones that are staying now all in the same position, we decide who has been the best who has been bearable and who is the bust. It's meant to be a complete overreaction. So don't get upset with our opinions because they're literally just opinions. Please absolutely get upset with us. Make it fun. 13 games into their first season. So like, what, what do you want from us? Um, and the boys we're, wink, we're uh, ranking here are uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire, DeAndre Swift, and Jonathan Taylor. Ricky, take it away. So I'm going to preface this by... I think we can both understand that the pick that we have as a bust was definitely not who we thought was going to be the bust, but we're we're looking at these stats and figuring out who really do we have, do we think is that top back of these three? Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, I, I think I have to go with Edwards Hilaire. He, I mean, he's had a good season. He has had no fumbles as the bust. Correct. As the bust. Yeah. Uh, in his 12 games played, he's 167 attempts for 724 yards, uh, 31 yard long, four touchdowns, 36 first downs, three rushes for over 20. He has 35 receptions, 293 yards. He has one touchdown receiving 12 first downs and three for over 20. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's averaging 4.3 rushing yards per attempt and 8.4 for receiving yards. He, I mean, he was your top running back pick at, in the first round, 32nd overall. Exactly. I I feel bad putting him there, but when <laughs> I was that's like the whole point of this uh, segment, I, I know. Yeah, it's not meant to be easy. But when I was going through it, like looking at the the sheer like yardage, if you were just um, just going in and saying, "Oh, Edwards Hilaire has two seven hundred twenty four Receiving yards, 293. Okay, he's got 1,000 yards. Um, DeAndre Swift has 355 rushing yards, 301 receiving yards. Okay, he's he's 656. Not great. Jonathan Taylor, 759 rushing, 286 uh, receiving. Okay, there's there's another 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, looking at that alone, I mean, your number one man is Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. Um... But that's, that's not who I'm going with. I'm not going with him as my my best. Really? Yeah. So, 10 games for DeAndre Swift. 77 rushing attempts. Comparing that to 12 games for both of Edwards Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor, they both have 167 and 168 attempts. 355 yards. If we're looking at their averages, DeAndre Swift has more yards Mm -hmm. when we're looking at the 
best like running back. Again, 77 attempts, five touchdowns versus 167 and four, 168 and six. Um, DeAndre Swift has no fumbles. He has two receiving touchdowns. He has the most receiving yards. With is a game is a game winning drop pass. Okay, <laughs> he has slightly less re- reception yards on average for each reception compared to Jonathan Taylor. But I think when we're if we were to give them or drop them all down to seventy seven attempts and look at their their yardage, I I think DeAndre Swift is the man who takes the cake. And obviously it, it's a best and bearable and they're both going to, they're both great players. Sure. I also think it really depends on, we're looking at teams here. Mm-hmm. We're looking at a, a Colts team that needed somebody to step in. Jonathan Taylor's done that. And we're looking at a Lions team who has a quarterback and has some receivers and has a couple running backs. You know what they're doing. And Swift comes in there and kicks ass when he's in. I mean, I, I have to go with DeAndre Swift is my best. Um, I agree with you on Edward Solaire being the best, which I don't think either of us saw coming going no, into this. Not at all. Um, so we're going to leave that where it is. <laughs> I, I have Swift as my bearable. And the reason he was, because I expected him to be my bust instinctively. Going into this, I just expected, because he's a Lions player. I also like to, would like to make. I'd like to make note. This is the first time we've disagreed doing this segment. We've agreed every other time. Um, yeah, right about time. Um, yeah, three hundred fifty-five yards, seventy-seven attempts, five touchdowns, four point six average, two receiving touchdowns. Uh, drafted second round, forty-one overall. Ten games compared to uh, Clyde and Jonathan's twelve. The reason. What saved Swift from being my bust is because he's he is the majority of his career has been splitting time with touches. You know, it's either him or Ben Adrian Peterson. Yep. Um, which yeah, if you didn't remember he played for the Lions, he does. Um <laughs> the reason and you made a you made a great case for Swift potentially being the best. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, when you do you know do the comparison of you know, say you even right now you just doubled uh Swift's attempts. That's still less than both Taylor's and Edward Solaire, and he's not far off by yards. And it, and to be fair, by that logic, he'd have like double the touchdowns, and however you want to put it. Um, but that's all. That's all hypothetical. I know. What and the the main reason um, Jonathan Taylor is the best for me is he he wasn't brought in to lead this running game for the Colts. Um, when Edward Hilaire was signed, you know, first round, um, it, was, it was expected for him to be the guy for the Chiefs run game. Yeah. Swift, uh, everybody saw as the future of the Lions run game. Um, then they signed AP and, you know, give Swift some, you know, veteran guidance, however you want to put it. I mean, you still have Kerryon Johnson too. I think Kerryon Johnson's a fine running back. Uh, he's fine. Sure, he's fine. So is Phil Lindsay and the Broncos. Um, it, it, it's it's you know it's uh, it's all the same in my opinion. So is Peyton Barber on the Redskins or on the side of the football team. <laughs> um, so was Marshawn Lynch on the Raiders. 
Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Here we go. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. He was brought in um, to the Colts to be behind Marlon Mack. And Matt goes down and Taylor stepped up big. Big and quick. See, the other thing that, it, it, again, I think it's more of a almost recency bias and Midwestern bias. Watching Jonathan Taylor play at Wisconsin. I mean, when he was there... I have to admit, most people probably assumed that he was going to be a great running back in the pros. Sure. Um, I didn't know much about DeAndre Swift. And I got to say, I never heard of Clyde Edwards Hilaire before he became pro. Mm -hmm. And that could just be being stupid and not paying attention to things outside of the Midwest um, when it comes to college football. But I, I expected jonathan taylor to perform and seeing his performance so far i mean it, it's good it, it's very good it's not where i where i honestly would have predicted it to be okay. i would have predicted him to have more touchdowns just thinking of how the colts run or how the colts sure. did especially especially run. with a quarterback like rivers yeah um um, I get I get what you're saying. Um, my counterpoint to that, if you will, um, I'm not a big college guy. Yeah, I don't know much about college football. Um, you know, I know surface level. Um, I've always Ooh. I'm more of a pro guy. Always have been. Yay, Michigan. Uh, I didn't know the name Edward Solaire. I didn't know DeAndre Swift. I could say I knew of Jonathan Taylor, but I didn't know a damn thing about Jonathan Taylor. Going, going into the 2020 season it's uh i'll tell you going into the 2020 nfl draft i knew five names okay i knew joe burrow i knew tua i knew justin herbert i knew chase young and i knew chase akuda and the only reason i knew akuda was because it was so telegraphed that's who the lions are picking if he was there Going into the 2020 NFL draft, prior to doing any sort of research and whatnot, I could not have told you another player in that draft pool. Okay. I could have sat there for hours, trying just ramming my head against a wall, trying to think of any name. I could have guessed names and probably got one. I could have said like Shea Patterson, Michigan quarterback last year, be like, yeah, he's technically in the draft pool, but like he's not. Nothing's going to happen. Um, Never. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I understand that. I, I have normally been a a college watcher i mean grew up a michigan fan obviously i'm sick and tired of what i'm watching this year and i'm so glad that three games in a row were canceled because i i, I don't want to see ohio state put up 85 points on michigan to their three because we know there's not scoring anything um it's, it's just uh it's just the giants came all over me god i anyways I'm going to leave that at, at what I said and not even get any further in there. Um, but of I, I agree with you. But I just, I mean, okay. I should have known who both DeAndre Swift and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire are. I mean, 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire played at LSU. DeAndre Swift was a Georgia running back. And honestly, now that I think about it, I remember hearing Swift's name. Yeah, I never big, put it together. Big, I never put two, two big together. teams. Um, but we're not going to agree on the best or the bear, but we agree on the bus, which is better than nothing. Um, Mine are close. I'll be honest. Sure. And honestly, I'm sure realistically all three are not far off from each other. No. Um, I, but like I said, the last point I want to make on this is just Jonathan Taylor came in on Marlon Mack's run game. Yeah. Picked it up like it's nothing. Not only has he carried the run game all year, he's really carried the offense all year. He's a hell of a player. Yeah. That, then that, that's just, that was, that was what it was for me is when you look at the green scheme of he's essentially carried the offense for that team. It's hard for me to say anybody other than him should be the best. Okay. Final question, Ricky. And, uh, oh man, I, I don't know if we're going to agree if we're going to disagree, but, uh, either way, people are going to be happy if anybody listens to this. <laughs> um, the final question for this week's episode is who is the MVP? And it's, this isn't, this isn't, uh, you know, right at fill in the blank. This is a multiple choice by multiple choice. You have two options. It's Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. I have one word. Fuck. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to start off with some statistics. Please do. So Mahomes, 497 attempts, completing 340 for a percentage of 68.41. Total yards, 4,208. 4, 75 mm-hmm. yard long for the season, 33 passing yard or 33 passing touchdowns, uh, five interceptions. Thanks to three this week. He has 208 first down, um, passes. He has 60 for over 20 yards. He's been sacked 18 times and a QBR of 112.3. Rogers, 448 attempts, 312 completions, percentage for 69.64. 3,685 yards, 78 yard long, 39 touchdowns, four interceptions, 181 firsts, 51 over 20, sacked 13 for a QBR of 119.7. Okay. When we're looking at numbers for previous MVPs, it, I'm completely ignoring Lamar Jackson because it's very difficult to compare those statistics of a running quarterback who also can throw the ball to two mostly pocket quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2018, Mahomes won the MVP. He had 580 attempts, 383 completions for 66.03% um, passing. Uh, 5,097 yards, 89 yard long, 50 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 237 firsts, 75 for over 20. He was sacked 26 times and a QBR of 113.8. The other two, the other two MVPs I'm going to compare it to is Tom Brady in 17 and Matt Ryan in 16. The point that I want to bring up is not the passing yards because if we're doing this solely on passing yards, yeah, Matt, uh, Mahomes has it because there's no way Aaron Rodgers is going to catch up. Um, we're looking at touchdowns 
And I want to look a lot at interceptions and sacks. Tom Brady in 2017 had 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions, sacked 35 times. Matt Ryan had 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and he was sacked for 37 times. When I'm looking at these players, I think the number I'm looking at the most is how many touchdowns have you passed? How many interceptions do you have? How many sacks do you have? If your number is better on any of them, you get the one up. And on those three categories, Aaron Rodgers beats out Mahomes. And if it weren't for this week, I would have said it would be a whole lot more difficult to pick on who I'm going for. Today, I'm going with Rodgers. Tomorrow, it might be Mahomes. Um, something I want to touch on too is 119.7 QBR for Mahomes uh, for Rodgers right now is his career highest since 2011 Crazy. when he won MVP. Um, Crazy. I mean, that's the highest QBR out of the the three MVPs that I brought up. Mm-hmm. Looking at Tom Brady, I, I'm I'm starting to wonder what the other quarterbacks were doing for him to win with what he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You uh. Look at the Rodgers and the Packers, the 10 and 3 Mahomes and the Chiefs, 12 and 1. Um, now, this is stuff that isn't going to be considered, um, but something I do want to, you know, take note of. Um, Mahomes has Travis Kelsey. He has Hilaire. He has Tyreek Kelly. He has Sammy Watkins. He has uh, Le'Veon Bell now. Um, he has. Mahomes a has a team. lot of weapons. A he has lots of weapons. Aaron Rodgers has uh, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. <laughs> sometimes, Adam. sometimes, yeah, sometimes one of those guys isn't even playing. <laughs> um, this isn't something I'm saying, like, because obviously if I'm building a franchise today, I'm taking Mahomes. Yes. He's who I want going forward into the future. I mean, um, you're comparing, what, 23 to 37, 38? Exactly. Um, I I agree with you. Aaron Rodgers is MVP right now. Yep. Not saying that, he can't change. That being said, um, your 2020-2021 NFL MVP award winner is going to be Patrick Mahomes. I agree. But your, your MVP is Aaron Rodgers. The only way it's not Mahomes – is if the Green Bay Packers go and just obliterate everybody from here on out. I mean, if they both finish 13 and three, and then somehow the Chiefs falter going into the playoffs, Packers keep on riding. Yeah. That's Rogers' best chance. Um, but because I agree with you, you, should, you can't just look at the yards. You know, there's 600 yard difference between the two. Um, it's 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 funny because there's also a significant passing attempt difference. Absolutely, you also have significantly more weapons for passing with the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> so something counts for three. Yeah, realistically, um, we talked. You know, we talked earlier how Mahomes had a bad game this week yep. by throwing for nearly 400 yards. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious to think about. But that's expected from Mahomes now. I know, which is so insane. That we sit here and we're like, oh, you know, Mahomes, it was a 390 again. <laughs> again? 
you know, it's we have guys who go the whole crane don't do that once. Yeah, we're um, we're happy looking at uh, what Derek Carr with two eighty. Tannehill's thrown over three hundred twice this season. I'm like, hey, you know, guys got a chance. <laughs> um, <laughs> the difference, though, of how we talk about Mahomes versus how we talk about Rogers is we talk about Mahomes and things he does every week. You know, is it's just Mahomes. Is we talk when we talk about Rodgers and how good Rodgers is, it's like again, you know, it's we acknowledge how great Mahomes is and how great Mahomes is going to continue to be throughout his career. Um, but we're how good Mahomes is right now is what we've grown to expect from Rodgers, if that makes sense. Because everything Mahomes yeah. is doing right now, as it's becoming something we just start to expect and understand, and acknowledge as second nature for him it's been second nature for Aaron Rodgers yeah you know okay yep Aaron Rodgers destroyed another offense or defense whatever you know um no I agree with you um Aaron Rodgers is the MVP right now as of week 14 um being over on Tuesday the 15th at 9 34 p.m um Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP uh Will he be, though? No. It will be Mahomes, um, but it should be Rodgers. Okay. So, I actually have uh, one more question for you. Okay. Okay. You know, this is a weird habit we're getting into where I pose the final question, and then you tell me that you have a question. (laughs) It's because we we had a conversation a little bit last week about when we were picking our – our playoff teams. You want to do this question before or after we recap next week's, this upcoming week's games? Before. Okay. Before. So I have three teams. They're three of our four and nines. <laughs> and I, I sort of want to pose this like we would as the Bubba Boys. Okay. Who, who is our best of the three? Who is our worst? And who is okay? We have Dallas, Carolina, LA Chargers. Um, I... So in tradition with our Bubba boys, um, the easiest one for me is the bust. <laughs> That's Carolina. Okay. I think Carolina is the third worst football team in the world right now. You can argue second. You really could. Yeah. You could argue the Jets are better than Carolina. Um, See, part of me was thinking that I wanted to put the the Jets instead of the Panthers because I think we're we're on the agreement of that it's that's closer to a a four and nine team than yeah, no, it, honestly, if the Jets were if you were to say the Jets over the Panthers, and I'd probably say the Jets would be the bearable team. I put Cowboys at bust. <laughs> honestly, I and and I, part of me thinks I should have done it, but I'm I'm still sticking with what I'm at. Despite what the record shows, I really don't think the Jets are that bad. No. Um, don't come on, they've had some bad games. Um, but, you know, for me, bust is definitely Carolina. The Bear Bowl is the Cowboys, and the best is the Chargers. And and I, I that's fully what I expected you to do. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I really wanted to have the conversation on who we thought the worst teams are, but I think we've kind of already covered that. Um, we'll, we'll probably touch on it more next week. Um, I, we I think we're going to touch on it more and more as, the as the, these next end. two, three weeks progress in playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I fully agree that our, our chargers are, are the best of these three. And speaking of Thursday night football, we got the chargers and the Raiders. Four and nine, the, the battle of my two teams, <laughs> the battle oh, of my, pick. the battle of my two favorite California teams. Um, your favorite California teams. Uh, I'm going to take Vegas. I mean, that's the logical answer. Is it? And and I'm going to be the though? one that. No. Okay. When we're looking at how a team has been performing and how a team should be performing, Vegas should be the ones to win. I'm not picking Vegas. I'm going the opposite. I'm going with Chargers. Yeah, I figured he would be. Um, Sunday early afternoon, we get the Lions and the Titans. Ooh. I know last week you said that you thought maybe the Lions would squeak out this victory. Um, Without Stafford, there's no way in hell. No chance. I think with Stafford, it's still the Titans game. Um, but I think without Stafford, it's definitely the Titans games. Um, Saturday. I forgot there was some Saturday football this week. Uh, Bills and Broncos. Bills. Saturday. <laughs> If there was going to be a game this year, if it wasn't this last week, um, for Packers to cement his status as MVP, it's uh, it's Saturday against the Panthers. Sunday, Niners and Cowboys. Jesus. Um, Cowboys. For sake of debate, I'll take the Niners. Um, The only reason I'm thinking is uh, Andy Dalton when we're thinking about having at least a, a quarterback who is, who has ability and has so been I mean, there for Mullins, long enough. Mullins hasn't been bad. Just no, I, Niners I, have been hurt all year. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. The, that entire team is kind of. Yeah. Walking dead. Um, Sunday Patriots, Dolphins. Dolphins. I want to agree. Um. Do you not think after this week it, it'll follow suit? There's just something in my gut telling me the Patriots defense too is going to struggle with. Okay. Um, I'm still going to take the Dolphins. Okay. But I think it'll be closer than it should be. That's fair enough. Um, Seahawks and Washington. Washington. I agree. Um, <laughs> defense if, alone. If they have Alex Smith back, I'm, I'm taking Washington. He did leave the game earlier um, and shortly before half, I think, this week. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, I believe he's okay. I don't think it's too serious. Um, Bears and Vikings. Oh, God. I'm excited for that game. Um, Because it's either going to be really, really good or really, really sloppy. And I don't know which one gets me more excited. <laughs> I think it'd be funnier to watch the sloppy game. Um, I, I don't know. I think I'm going with the bears. I'll take, I'll take Minnesota. I'll take i I'll take primetime Kirk and a Sunday afternoon, a Sunday matinee Kirk. Um, <laughs> Jaguars and Ravens, Buccaneers and Falcons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
like I just skip over it. Um, sorry, say that again. <laughs> Buccaneers and Falcons. Oh God, I. I think it has to be the Buccaneers, but I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure it will be. I since you're you're saying that, I'm I'm gonna go with the the one I want to win. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. I'm incl- I know I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, I, like I think it has to be. I think I think the Buccaneers are in a spot right now where they need to win anything and everything they play. Yes. Um, but I don't think they will. I hope not. <laughs> uh, Texans and Colts. Colts. Yes. Yeah. That. Uh, I. Ooh, that might be a fun one to watch. Deshaun with that defense. That. That could be interesting. Even, especially be, if he doesn't have Brandon Cooks. That could be an interesting game. Yeah. Um, Eagles, Cardinals. Cardinals. I'm going to take Philly. I'm going to take Philly on this one, yeah. Uh, Jets and Rams. Oh, it's the Rams all day. You know, nobody nobody disrespects my Rams like that. Um, now, the game going into week 14, I was the most excited about in week 15. The Chiefs and the Saints. But <laughs> seeing week 14 Saints made me way less excited for week 15 Saints. It's not going to be the same Saints that show up. I know. Because I think I think the Saints, A, they underestimated Philadelphia. Yes. You can't underestimate the Chiefs. Anyone who does... You will pay for it. ...deserves to lose by a lot. Yeah. Last two games here, uh, Sunday, Browns and Giants. The Browns should win. Browns are also one of those teams that win now. They need to win anything and everything they can. Yes. And then uh, Steelers and Bengals on a Monday night football. That is the strangest strangest game choice for a Monday night. Sunday night is uh, Giants-Browns and Monday night is Steelers-Bengals. For sake of... I'm going to take Cincinnati on Monday night. I'm not gonna lie, that's where I was leaning. I and I'm and gonna stick. Yes, with it. obviously we could say like, oh, like, oh, obviously Cincinnati's not gonna win. It wouldn't shock me. I genuinely think Cincinnati can win. Yes, they can. I think they if, have a difficult path to yes, victory. Absolutely, but the odds are definitely in Pittsburgh's favor. Yeah. That being said, I've never been one for odds. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to go over today, Ricky? Nope. I, I'm right. I'm happy with picking your brain out here. Yeah, nope. I, uh, it's exciting, exciting time for football. Uh, two weeks left, three weeks left. Um, realistically, two weeks left until we really know the playoffs, what's happening. Um so uh, at this point, I think I'm going to do my shameless plug of our um, we have we have another podcast up and running called Perfect. Um, if, if any of you who decide you want to listen all the way through to uh, the end of our pod, like MMA, UFC, uh, check us out. We're on Spotify right now. Uh, it's Clinch Perfect by the runner up. Uh, it's myself and two um, of my favorite Brits who know everything and anything when it comes to MMA. Check it out. 
follow us on Twitter at the runner up one since we can't get the runner up because someone from 2007 who hasn't touched it since has the handle. Yeah, we'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> follow us. Listen to us. Uh, thank you. Aaron. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to yeah. us on Spotify. Thank you, Aaron, for uh, another good week. And oh, Ricky, always a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. We will. Uh, we will see you all next week for week 15 long coverage. <laughs>